This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson. Hi, it's Kate Stevenson and it's that time again for Relish, the podcast version of a show that airs each Saturday morning on Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. And this week, I reckon many of us might think Starwood Whiskey was a bit of an overnight sensation. It was just so popular all of a sudden. But try telling that to the bloke who came up with the idea of a quintessentially Australian whiskey made right here in Melbourne 15 years ago. I'll speak to Starwood Whiskey founder David Vitali about the road to success and where he's taking it now. Also, location, 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 they say. A new restaurant has just opened in the prominent space once filled by George Columbaris's press club. I'll ask owner Manpreet Sekon what we can expect from Elchi. And as always, there'll be plenty of ideas on where you can go to eat and drink this week in food. All that is coming up on the Relish podcast, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel on Easy Music 3MP. Relax on the Mornington Peninsula's Easy Music 3MP. We had it all. am and Stereo DAB, the Mornington Peninsula's Easy Music, 3MP. Easy Music, 3MP, this is Relish. Now, if it seems like the now wildly popular Starwood Whiskey was a bit of an overnight success, would you believe it was back in 2007 that the dream was originally conceived? We're talking 15 years ago when my next guest had the idea to produce a quintessentially Australian whiskey. He joins me now, David Vitali, founder of Starwood Whiskey. Good morning. Good morning, Kate. Now, first things first, is it true that Starwood nearly never was? Did you actually want to produce beer? That's right. Yeah, this all started um, with my appetite to kind of consume way too much homebrew. And I thought I need to find a way of, um, you know, to stop doing that. And I thought, well, I'll start making, I'll, I'll set up a microbrewery. It quickly turned into a distillery. I mean, good beer doesn't travel well. So I wanted to kind of have something we could take to the world. And so whiskey was it. And, you know, looking forward and at a time when no doubt there were lots of distilleries popping up, without a doubt, there's a reason why we have a gin distillery on nearly every corner. It's pretty quick to make here. So was it a real commitment to stick with whiskey and follow that through? Absolutely. Like, you know, a lot of a lot of whiskey distilleries today often use gin or um, a white spirit to at least kind of offset some of the time you need to wait before you you um, start selling the whiskey. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I know myself too well. I, you know, there's an old saying, you're trying to catch two rabbits in a paddock, you won't catch either of them. So I just needed to commit myself to whiskey, um, which was definitely quite a challenging period. I can say it now because it's been a few years, but, you know, <laughs> there's some periods there that were pretty white-knuckled and, you know, days away from, you know, not, not making it, but we got through those times and, and you know, here we are now you know, with all of these amazing whiskies to sell and a great distillery in Port Melbourne and, you know, taking on, you know, scotch and bourbon around the world. It's I was going to say exciting. taking on the world, but you are on record as saying, you know, what you wanted to do was make an Australian whiskey. How do you go about that? What do you do to make it, you know, taste Australian and be unique to here? Yeah, it's a good question, Kate. I think, you know, most great whiskies talk to the place they're made, right? Like that's kind of the way we identify with them. 
And, you know, if you think of Scotch whisky as quite romantic and you think of the bucolic kind of hills, rolling hills of Scotland and the, a brook by the side of the distillery and, um, you know, the cornfields of, of Kentucky and um, all those sorts of things. And, you know, obviously we make great um, brewing barley and, and, and wheat here. Um, so that was an obvious kind of connection. Um, the wine barrels were a big thing for me. Like we, we explicitly age our whiskey in Australian red wine barrels. It's quite unique um, in the world of whiskey yeah. and gives it start with its fruity characters. Um, but, you know, equally, as much as the ingredients, it's also the culture of a place as well that kind of makes it what it is. And, you know, I guess Starwood is my love letter to Melbourne. You know, all of the things that I love about Melbourne are kind of reflected in um, in Starwood, and particularly the way we serve it and, you know, um, our love of food. And judging by where we see it now and, and the amount of people we see drinking it, Melbourne loves you back. David, I still have approximately one million more questions for you. Will you hang around a little bit longer? Absolutely. Amazing. Don't go anywhere. David Vitali, founder of Starwood Whiskey, will be back after these Easy Music favourites on Easy Music 3MP. This is The Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson. Easy Music 3MP, I'm Kate Stevenson. You're listening to Relish and my guest is David Vitali. He is the founder of Starwood Whiskey. And David, you know, when I got the chance to speak to you, I was desperate to do it because I think it's such a brilliant success story, the story of Starwood. And when, when I was offered the chance to speak to you, I was told you were in town, in Melbourne. Do you not live in town? Where are you now and what are you doing? Um, I actually live in Seattle in the United States um, and yeah, leading the charge in building Starwood as a brand in the, in, in the US. Yeah, so that's quite a challenge. Very few people are fortunate enough to kind of build a brand in the US um, let alone a whiskey brand. So given the opportunity, it just seemed right, the right thing to do to kind of move myself and the family over there and um, start at case zero again, you know, like and and um, do it all, all again. And so the team here are obviously, I mean, one of the best things to do is watch some of those releases they come up with year on year. How involved are you with that in, in terms of what they're planning and what they're playing with? Yeah, look, we, we um, obviously with whiskey, the, the pipeline's quite long. Yeah. And so um, we, we are launching products now that, are, that we put away, oh, four, three, four, five years ago. And so, you know, obviously every chance I get to come back, which has been a bit difficult over the last two years, yeah. but um, we kind of track the progress of those releases and start thinking about, you know, what we're planning for over the next five years, which is pretty exciting. And so what's the latest? Because there is one that's that's just arrived on the scene for people who love to try the new releases. Yeah, that's right. We just launched last weekend the um, Tawny cast, the second edition of the Tawny release. This is all Christmas pudding and baking spices and just absolutely mouthwateringly delicious. Yeah, we, were, we, we um, had such great success with that first release. We uh, created a ballot for this one. So... I'm not too sure how many we've got left, um, but certainly if you come down to the distillery and visit us in Port Melbourne, there, there may well be some still behind the bar. And it's interesting you say that. I'm a bit of a new convert to whiskey, and I say literally kind of maybe the last two or three years. 
And, you know, when you first start to taste it, it's whiskey, it's crazy, it's big and it's all those things. And then as you get used to it and you try different ones, it's amazing what you can taste in them, you know, depending on what someone's done with it. So you moved from your original home at Essendon Airport to the stunning new distillery at Port Melbourne. How important is it to have somewhere where people can visit you and and really come and and taste what you're doing and the different things you're doing and, and talk to the staff who are so passionate about it? Oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's critical. I think that, you know, um, you know, just a, a few people probably don't know this, but we're the largest city centre distillery in the world. So there is no bigger distillery anywhere in the world that's this close to a city, like within, what, two kilometres from downtown Melbourne. Wow. Um, where you can see, you know, everything from malted barley being milled right through to the bottling line where we bottle and then, obviously the amazing um, bar we have here. So it's a pretty um, precious gift we've got as a city to have a distillery so close to, to Melbourne. And I think I couldn't have left to go to the United States had I not been confident that the team here would, you know, do the wonderful job that they do. So I guess you couldn't get any greater endorsement than the founder living 10,000 kilometres away <laughs> to the quality and calibre of the team that serve Starwood and, and live and breathe it every day. David Vitali, founder of Starwood Whiskey, thank you for joining me today. Congratulations on creating a beautiful product that really has become a household name. Uh, people should head to starwoodwhiskey.com.au to check out the gorgeous new Tawny Number no. 2, but also plan a visit to that terrific distillery in Port Melbourne. Thank you, David. Thanks, Kate. Stick around. Coming up, I'll tell you what's popping up where George Calambaris's press club once stood. You're listening to Relish celebrating the best in food, wine and travel on Easy Music 3MP. For lovers of easy music, it all adds up. DAB Plus is the innovation to your favourite station, Easy Music 3MP, where the music is nearer and clearer in stereo right across Melbourne. There is more 3MP to love by upgrading your radio to DAB+. Change the way you listen to 3MP. There is more to love on DAB+. Find out more at 3mp.com.au. Easy Music 3MP, you're listening to Relish. Now, you may not have noticed, but a Melbourne landmark that stood empty for a little while now has a brand new tenant. The space famous for housing George Columbaris's Fine Dining Press Club is now home to a venue promising timeless Indian fare. Self-proclaimed curry queen Manpreet Sekon is behind Elchi Restaurant and she joins me now. Manpreet, good morning. Oh, good morning, Kate. Now, for people who don't know, you do already have two popular restaurants. What are they? All right. I've got a open, um, I have got uh, one in Geelong, which is um, Eastern Spice, and uh, another one is in Musty, which is in Fitzroy, um, yeah, Brunswick Street. Yeah, and a lot of people will know Musty. So this Flinders Street location, it's such a special and, and sort of prominent place, I think. Tell, tell us about Elchi and, and what people can expect. Yeah, look, Elchi uh, Elchi means um, uh, like a bester. It's a perfect. It's a outside. It's a perfect uh, marriage between the traditional and uh, the modern uh, modern food outside. Yeah. Beautiful. And um, I have only seen photos so far, uh, Manpreet, of, of the interior. It looks really beautiful and, and, you know, not what you might expect from a traditional Indian restaurant. Was, was that deliberate? 
Yeah, it is because when I walked through this restaurant, um, like it, 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 like it's so beautifully designed, and I thought, what the food I'm, I'm expecting to give, um, in this beautiful place, and I thought it's a perfect marriage. You know, it can, it can go along really, really well with the gold and, um, you know, the blue, uh, the combination of beautiful colors, and, um, yeah, yeah, my, my traditional food as well. <laughs> and it feels like, um, Indian cuisine really is evolving in Melbourne. We have people, you know, we've got young chefs doing pop-ups and doing interesting things we have restaurants like yours that are, are trying to sort of move that forward do you think you know Australians and Melburnians really are ready to sort of explore more creative or modern takes on Indian oh definitely I think people have been people have eaten so much food like you know they, they are like a, so good foodies we have got these days like you know people want to try and they're pretty open to try something new as well and the Indian food when it comes to people they just love it like um you know and with this LG I'll say um like they they will try a, such a unique dishes which they have never even thought of with the flavors wise and with the like you know the, 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 the way it's been cooked and the way it's been presented it's something um, they will look forward to come back again. So there's a good opening, Manpreet. Tell us, what, what is on the menu? Give us an idea of a couple of dishes that we should try when we come in. And I know, you, you know, you're hoping to change the menu a little bit. What what could we try in the next couple of weeks? All right. Uh, on the menu, what I've designed is quite uh, unique dishes, which is um, like, you know, it won't find in any other restaurant. Um, there's one, one special which I would have. This is a 24-carat gold masala, which... Um, which I would love people to try that one and it's just very nice um, chicken which is cooked in a very yellow uh, creamy and cashew gravy which is like full of bold flavors and it just melts in your mouth and the other one uh, which I would love people to try which is the crispy whole amrasadi fish which I'm using um, baby snapper and um, again it's cooked whole and um, yeah it's it, it full of flavors people will remember after eating that as well so yeah Manpreet Sekon, owner of Elchi, it is always a joy, particularly now speaking to people investing in great new dining options for the rest of us in the city. We'll encourage people to check out your mouth-watering menu at elchirestaurant.com.au. That's E-L-C-H-I restaurant.com.au. Thanks for joining me today. Pleasure, Kate. Thank you so much. And stick around. Coming up this week in food is next, so there'll be some more ideas on where you can head to eat and drink over the coming days. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel on Easy Music 3MP. This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson. Easy Music 3MP, this is Relish and it's time for This Week in Food. And just to kick it off, I bet there's plenty of good food on offer today at the Red Hill Show. But more than that, you'll get some great radio thrown into the mix too as John and Julie broadcast live from 9am today. Head down and say hi or check out redhillshow.com.au. Moving on, though, and high tea never goes out of fashion. And speaking of fashion, I've got another perler for you. From now until the 24th of April, luxury fashion label Bulgari's iconic Serpenti collection has been brought to life with a high tea offer at the Conservatory at Crown. Think Tasmanian salmon gravlax on a toasted crumpet with creamed horseradish, uh, some Sicilian pistachio and raspberry finger, and plenty more. You can choose from free-flowing coffee 
and tea to accompany. Or you might want to go with a glass or free-flowing Ruinart champagne. It is all up to you. Plus, every guest's ticket goes into the draw to win a $4,000 limited edition Bulgari bag. For more information, head to the restaurants page at crownmelbourne.com. We've got some good news for South Yarra locals. Popular brunch venue House of Lulu White is going nocturnal. They're launching Lulu After Dark from the 17th of March. So they'll shake up the night menu, taking inspiration from modern Australian, Asian and European cuisine. There'll be share plates, bar bites, some good wines and, of course, there'll be some top-notch cocktails. You can check out the menu before you head in, houseofluluwhite.com. Now, there's not much sadder than when an iconic pub closes, but similarly, there's so much to smile about when a classic reopens. And after three years with the shutters down, the iconic Orong Hotel has reopened with new owners and a new lease on life. Owners Matt Vero and Scott Connolly have pubs in their blood, and head chef Philip Latter has come up with a menu that's just promising great pub food. So think Angus beef burger, Philly cheese steak sandwich, Louis. Louisiana hot wings and, of course, some classic steaks. You can check it out and do have a look. The interiors look fabulous but suitably pub understated. The website is Orong Hotel, O-R-R-O-N-G, oronghotel.com. And lastly, I think we're allowed now, aren't we? Have you got your hands on any hot cross buns yet? I had my first taste this week, indulging in some beauty sent to me by Hampton's Bakery in Hampton. These ones are good. Of course, they're handmade. The fruit has been soaking since New Year's Day. And their classic hot cross bun is, of course, a winner. But it's worth having a look at the chocolate chai spiced hot cross bun, which they've been doing in collaboration with Cuvée Chocolate. So if you live Bayside, you better get in for a taste before the bunny comes. You can have a look at thehamptonsbakery.com.au. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining me on Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel. Listen in next Saturday live at 8am. Look for the next podcast at the 3MP website or just download the 3MP app. Easy music. 3MP.